Hey everyone, and welcome back to Inside the Morgue. We're your hosts and real-life autopsy techs, Jess and Alice. This week, we are playing everyone's favorite game about death, morbid curiosity. So we picked a few cards last week, and we shared them with you all on our Instagram stories. We're going to read them out and share our answers and share some of your answers, too. So let's get into it. All right, to start off this episode, first question. If you were to own a human skull... Would you rather it be the skull of a stranger or the skull of someone you knew and why? This is such an insane question. (laughs) I I don't know if I want it to be someone I know. I want it to be someone who consented to having their skull displayed. Mm -hmm. So if someone I know is like, hey, when I die, keep my skull. I guess I'd be like, all right. I'd feel a little weird about it. You're like, oh, there's Jeff. Like... (laughs) There he is. He's just on my my desk. He's like, all right. Why is Jeff in the bathroom? You'd put Jeff in the bathroom? (laughs) Jeff could be in the bathroom. Maybe it's like modern decor. Your company (laughs) comes over to use the bathroom and you're like, oh. Then they think it's fake and you're like, oh, no, that's my buddy. That's hilarious. Oh, and I just realized I do have not a skull. But I have a Jeff Goldblum shower curtain in my bathroom. So I do have a Jeff in my bathroom that I have to explain to people before they go in. Like, hey, you're going to turn on that light and you're yeah, going to be scared. It's just Jeff Goldblum on the shower curtain. Don't worry. Big fan. Big fan. Huge fan. I think the same. I think I would so much rather it be a stranger because I think that I would just be weird having like a skull of like somebody i knew just hanging around yeah yeah i feel like it would be different if like i personally owned it rather than like if it was at like donated at a university or like in a museum and i was like oh my god like i knew that person that's different but i feel like i i wouldn't want to personally own a skull of somebody i knew but if i was if i were to own a skull i think i would want it to be like a neolithic skull very very old or, like, a skull that had, like, a defect in it, like a bullet hole or, like, a Roman spear through the head. Oh, my God. Then it'd be interesting. You want an interesting skull. You just don't want any old skull. Yeah. You don't want just Jeff. Not just any old. <laughs> Nobody wants just a Jeff. Sorry to anybody listening to this name, Jeff. I just picked that name out, like, out of the thin air. Because you have <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. I guess because I do have <laughs> Jeff in the bathroom. So a lot of our listeners, they also answered that they would want a stranger instead of somebody that they knew. Um, And they said that they'd feel less judgment from the eye holes of someone who didn't know me. But what if I'm (laughs) thinking, like, what if it's someone you knew that was, like, okay with you keeping their skull? Yeah, then I feel like it's a little different. Jess, you can have my skull if you want. Alice, you can have my skull. (laughs) I, I do have to say, before we keep reading listener answers my aunt listened to some of our episodes recently and she loves them but she listened to one of our morbid curiosity episodes and she told me she's like i will not let you be donated to the body farm she's like you're not allowed she's like i don't want to think about that and i was like oh my god it was funny because she she said that before prefacing it with that she listened she just came over to me and she's like you're not going to the body farm and i'm like what we really had like a barbecue i'm like what and she's like Oh, I listen to your podcast. You're not gonna. She's like, we're not gonna let you be on display. You're not gonna be at the body farm. I was like, well, I might. <laughs> it was funny though. <laughs> so she's gonna listen to us talking about skulls now and be like, you're not gonna own anybody's skull. You're not gonna give your skull to anybody. I'm like, eh. give it to me. <laughs> Do our listeners have anything else to say for this one? No, that was really it. They just all said stranger. Definitely not somebody I would I would know. 
They all think alike. I thought there would be more for someone they knew. I don't know why. Just because I guess you'd know. I was, just wanted to go against the curve. I was just thinking, like, if it's someone you knew, they gave consent to you owning the skull. As opposed to a stranger, it could be, like, a stolen. Then you stole someone's skull? That makes it even more interesting. And it's haunted. <gasps> oh, my God. What ghosts. if you did own a haunted skull? And you have ghosts. And then it's the start of a really bad, scary movie, probably. Paranormal Activity 17. This is 17? <laughs> All right, so our next question is, what is your opinion on embalming, and do you care if your body is embalmed? Okay, I wanted to start this answer off by kind of explaining what embalming is for anybody who doesn't know and, like, isn't really in the the death field, and they just listen because they are interested. So embalming basically replaces all of the body's natural fluids with a preservative liquid, which includes pink dye and usually formaldehyde. And the embalmers, when they go to do their job, we're not embalmers. We don't we don't do that in our office. We said that a couple times on our podcast. Um, that's a whole different field. I get asked all the time still. They will also use yeah. stitches to close someone's jaw and like spiked eye caps to make sure that their eyes stay closed. The first time I saw one of those, I think we got someone who either had their corneas donated or like they went to the funeral home first and then had to come to us. And I like went to go take vitreous fluid. And you see. <laughs> Just jabbed the thing with the needle. I like opened the eyelid and I couldn't open it at first. And I was like, what is happening? And then I was like, oh my God, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) So that's basically embalming and what embalmers do. It's a lot of like harsh chemicals that they use that really aren't good for the environment when once you're buried, even though like you're in a casket, but like still, I don't think it's great to like put all of that in the soil because you're going to eventually like decompose and like go back to the earth. So I think my opinion on embalming is I am not for embalming. I personally do not want to be embalmed. I would want my body, I've said this a lot, I want it donated to science. I think that would be so cool. Or if that's not an option and my family is not okay with that, then I just think I wouldn't want to be embalmed and just like bury me as is and then I will like get decomposed back into the earth i've been doing a lot of reading about like green burials uh mostly due to the page order of the good death i believe caitlin doherty if i'm saying her name right it's a mortician who's very into green burials and so i've learned a lot about like aquamation which is like instead of a cremation it's like a water yeah those are super cool type thing and basically just like green burials like it sounds so weird to say it, but human composting. Yeah. And I've said that, like, I would be, comp- like, compost me and then plant a tree and then, like, people can go to the tree to visit me. And it's like, I, like, the tree's growing from what I used to be. Like, I think that's so cool. That's just made me think of, like, you know how people get, like, park benches and plaques yeah. in their name? Like, you would be a tree. I would be a tree. Be yeah. It'd be a really cool weeping willow or something. And I love weeping willows. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my opinion on momming, like, yeah, personally, I wouldn't be embalmed unless I were to go, like, if I was being donated to, like, an anatomy lab, like, all of those bodies are embalmed so that students can mm-hmm. use them for extended periods of time. They get worked on for, like, years and years and years. Months. Yeah, or, yeah, probably longer than that. So, yeah, maybe if I were to, because I'm also, I've also thought about being donated to science, and if that were the option for me, I would have to be embalmed. No, I mean, at, when I was at... The body donation I worked at, there were only certain, like, specimen, I would say, like, or cadavers that would get embalmed, but they would go 
get sent to like universities for like med school training. Right. But all of the other cadavers, they weren't embalmed and we like did procurements and then any of the parts that we didn't use, those would get cremated and sent back to the family for free. That's right. See, I have to reread Steph because Mary Roach gets into all of this and about how donating your body to science isn't always what you expect it is. Like everybody expects it to be like what I just did, like donating it to an anatomy lab or something like that. But it's so many different things. Yeah. I mean, you could donate your body and then they could only want certain parts, which is like the part that I was working in for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jess will be like, I get dibs on the skull. Give me the skull. I want her <laughs> eye holes looking at me. <laughs> From my bathroom. But not in a judgmental way. From my bathroom. <laughs> See, now that sounds creepy. You're going to have a skull watching you in the bathroom? Now that sounds like a really bad horror a skull movie. skull watching me in the bathroom. That's the start of a horror movie right there. Scream 17. <laughs> Scream 17. Hey, Scream 7's coming out. I'm so excited. Sorry. <laughs> I've talked about it. I love Scream. Uh, What did our listeners have to say about this one? Our listeners said that they would prefer another option that takes less space. Um, If it helps my family mourn, then sure, but I'd rather be returned to the earth. I'd rather go to the body farm. One person just said, nope. (laughs) (laughs) So basically all the same as us. This one person said, I did care for my mother's viewing and we had her embalmed. So I guess they were taking the approach of family would what's your opinion on bombing and not yourself right absolutely not how to do a cremation catch post on an embalmed decedent once i wonder what that is and then a lot of other people said same as you like green burials i'd rather be put back into the earth don't want to be embalmed yeah a lot of them are against it that's interesting i guess i think a lot of people are learning more about different burial options as opposed to and I think that's our our generation now. yeah as opposed to either because a lot of people think it's just cremation or burial like that's all you got yeah and like <laughs> but there's green burials aquamation other options donating your body to science if that's something you're for I feel like that's a whole generational thing like our grandparents and like the older generation there it's just it's really just you're either embalmed or you're cremated. There's no in-between. And now, like, being donated and doing all of the green burials is, like, an up-and-coming thing that people are, like, learning about and getting more interested in. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's a a great way to kind of give back to people in the medical field so they can, like, continue learning and, like, create better sciences for us. Mm -hmm. And then give back to the earth, too. Then you give back to the earth because our earth is dying. Guys, do green burials. I want to buy the uh, Order Good Death has like shirts about like green burials that are super cute. And like one of them just says recycle, recycle, recycle. And then in little letters underneath it, it says your corpse. <laughs> I want <one. laughs> to wear them. it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Our next question. What is the most surprising or unexpected thing that you've experienced at a funeral? Um, this isn't a fun one. I mean, funerals aren't really meant to be fun. Um, but I was at a funeral for a loved one and we were doing the funeral procession to go to the cemetery and it was a long procession and someone who was driving just like a normal, like someone not in our procession tried to break through and there was a car accident in the middle of this funeral procession. Oh my God. We had to stop. It was... It just, like, it made a bad day even worse. It was just, like, 
this person couldn't wait like two minutes for like the procession to finish going right and they're like i need to go to this intersection now and like in it i don't know i was a few cars ahead so and i didn't see it i heard it and i wasn't driving i was sitting like passenger side and the person who was driving my car saw it in the rearview mirror and was like oh my god and like everybody's Mm -hmm. thankfully like funeral procession you're going slow so like nobody was hurt everybody was fine but it just like slowed everything down <laughs> as we were already driving really slowly oh god that's awful that that was probably that's like the first thing that comes to mind i don't think i've ever seen anything more surprising or unexpected than that yeah honestly i've only been to like two funerals so nothing's really like been crazy at either one i feel like they were both pretty like standard funerals of what, like what you think would happen yeah But I did find this funny story on a BuzzFeed article and I was like just kind of looking around getting more inspiration for what other people have like answered to these questions. And I'm just going to read this to you from from BuzzFeed. Oh my god. So this was a funeral for their dad after a particularly unexpected and tragic death. So there was lots of tension at the viewing and everyone was giving their final respects and goodbyes to the body and this person and their brother were standing at the casket and their grandmom, their dad's mom, and her son came up arm in arm to say their goodbyes and it was a really touching moment to witness until they turned around to leave and as they were walking down the aisle leaving the the body, the grandmom lets out one of the loudest and longest farts that they've ever heard in their life. Stop. And I guess when you're old, like you you can't control much, but <laughs> This person says, but damn, crop dusting your own son's dead body is really wild. Oh my god. (laughs) Everyone's jaws dropped to the floor. I bet you that the person whose funeral it was was in the afterlife just laughing their ass off. Like, that's that's funny. That was... That's what I think, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. So some of our listeners answered to this question, too. Some of them said, no, unfortunately, it's all been business as usual. This one person said, I was at a viewing where my phone was on silent, but then the emergency alert went off for a tornado in the area. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Did you imagine it being dead silent and your phone just buzzes off the hook? Those, like, the alerts that your phone gives you, like, the Amber Alerts and all of those other noises, like... They're so obnoxious. They genuinely put the fear of God in me. Like, I get so scared every time. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, am am I? Am I the problem? Is it, I, like, am I... I'm about to die like it scares me every time and like I freak out so if that happened during a funeral I would just lose my mind this one person said wrong body what I don't know if they if they've experienced that or if they that's all they said they just said wrong body so I don't know if it was something that they experienced or that they think would happen that would be unexpected at a funeral oh you're right this person needs to elaborate send us a dm please send us a dm you can't just say that and not elaborate if you're just saying it hypothetically i do have a more uplifting unexpected thing that happened at a funeral that was like kind of a nice okay what is it um so when my grandfather passed away got over a decade ago now but um he was a retired fireman and police officer and i think it was it was one of those it was either the police or the fireman had asked if we wanted like someone to come do bagpipes for the ceremony and we said yeah that'd be really nice and we thought it'd be like one person and we walked out of the church after his like last service and on the street it was like 20 bagpipers oh, and a whole crew. it was a whole crew it was beautiful 
and like we all just started sobbing like they played amazing grace and i still kind of like getting choked up talking about it but it was just like a really nice unexpected thing like we were just expecting like maybe one bagpiper to show up and like play a little something as is like on his way out into the hearse and it was just a whole like band showed up i don't know if that's what you call a group of bagpipers (laughs) if they're called a band but it was a whole bunch of them and they played beautifully and i still i now every time i hear bagpipes i cry because it makes me think of that and yeah so that was a nice unexpected thing that happened at a funeral for me and on a lighter note oh that is sweet yeah. well now i'm curious what a group of bagpipers is really called <laughs> i know what do you call all right alice's weird google searches what is a group of bagpipers <laughs> called because you know how like a group of like certain animals are called like fun stuff they're called a pipe band a pipe band not a pipe bomb, a pipe band. <laughs> <laughs> a pipe bomb would also be unexpected at a funeral. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they did have drummers, too. I'm just, I'm reading it now. The definition is a music, a pipe band is a musical ensemble consisting of pipers and drummers. So I think they did have some drummers as well. It was a whole thing and it was beautiful. But what, yeah, groups of animals are called different things, too. Like what's like a crow, a group of crows is called a murder. Yes. And then, oh, my God, there's a funny one. And of course, I can't think of it. So it's not funny. <laughs> A group of flamingos is a flamboyance. Ah, a group of lizards is a lounge. Uh, lemurs. This is the one I was thinking of. A group of lemurs is called a conspiracy, which I love. <laughs> oh my god, Jelly. Oh my god, I have a funny story. So, <laughs> so uh, my fiance Dom and his friends, they just used to drink Snapple all the time. And like, you know how Snapples have like Snapple facts on them. Our one friend turns to the other friend and he goes, hey, what's a group of jellyfish called? And he smacks him across the face. <laughs> Damn. Because the group of jellyfish is called a smack. It'd be funny if you didn't explain that and he just smacked him. <laughs> That's the end of the story. All right. So on to the next question. We have, would you split a loved one's ashes among family or scatter them in different locations? I think I would do both. I think that whoever, God forbid, like anybody really close to me in my family dies and like I, they give me their ashes I would split them with, like, parents or, like, my sister or or cousins or whoever. And then if they wanted to be scattered in a certain location, like, we would go there. I know my dad has told me that he wants to donate his body or he wants to get cremated, either one. And he wants to get scattered in the ocean because he loves fishing. I think either in the ocean or he wants to go get scattered in Colorado because he used to go skiing there a lot. Aww. That's nice. So, like, we would make a trip and, like, do that. But I think I would do both. What about you? I think I would do, I would think about doing both, too. That's, I know that's, like, a cop-out answer, especially because you just said it. But, like, I think that would be, like, the best of both worlds. Like, everybody gets a, well, it depends on, like, how many family members you're splitting it amongst. Like, does everybody get, like, a little sprinkle? True. Everybody gets a little (laughs) little sprinkle. And also, I guess it would depend on, like, you're just saying, like, the person's wishes. Like, do they want to be split among loved ones or do they want to be scattered somewhere Mm -hmm. or buried because you can get cremated and then buried exactly do they want to be interred do they want yeah but i think if it was up to us ultimately i think that would be the best to be like everybody take a little bit and then also scatter the rest wherever they want did our listeners have any thoughts on this one they said basically what we said they said scatter scatter but after i make a diamond out of the cremains that's cool i think we talked about that um, and the last morbid curiosity. Oh, yeah, we did. We talked about jewelry. Another person said scatter and 
that she has a lot of her pet ashes in her closet. I have my lizard Targaryen's ashes. He was in a nice little box with Targaryen written on it. it was, he was my best, my best guy. Aww. I was very sad when he passed, but he had a very good life. But yeah, I have his ashes. Our listeners were all thinking the same that we were. Nice. It seems like we surround ourselves with like-minded listeners. You <laughs> keep having the same mm-hmm. answers as us. <laughs> Except for the unexpected or surprising thing at a funeral. I still want to know what wrong body means. <laughs> wrong body. Let me know. <laughs> I'm so concerned and intrigued. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine. <laughs> All right, moving on. If you caught death on a good day, what questions would you ask him, her, or them? I'm just imagining where I would catch death on a good day. Like... Do they come to kill me and then change their mind and decide to just have a chat, sit and have a coffee or something? So I guess like a silly question I would ask would be, I would ask how, how they would take their coffee if we're sitting to have coffee and just chat. In my head, I just imagine them drinking black coffee, but maybe they're a pumpkin spice person. I don't know. Or entity. And I guess my next question would be, who does death go to for emotional support? Because they have a hard job. Like, we have hard jobs. And I, I'm stealing this from, um, I really like the comic book series Sandman. And in Sandman, death is like an entity. It's like a person that you see in the comics. And she, it's a, it's a super cool goth chick. She's awesome. She's also really good in the show. The show Death, uh, show Sandman. And death is like, they're all shown as people. Like, death and desire and dreams. And uh, there's a whole episode about, like, you follow death on her, like, day at work. And she has, like, a really hard time. And I'm like, aw, who does death go to when they have a bad day? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would ask death. Gosh, I didn't even think about this one. <laughs> I thought about all of the other ones but this one. Could be a silly question. What's your favorite color? Black. What if death is just a full-on Barbie girl decked <gasps> out in pink? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, what if death is She's Barbenheimer. She's death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Maybe death is just a regular regular old person i don't know i think i would ask death like questions about themselves and like get to know them yeah maybe we're on a date oh my god you're dating death maybe are you gonna show your your date death your skull jeff that you have in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe he knows jeff <laughs> okay do you think he likes being up there <laughs> are his eyes a little too judgy you think you know what i would do i would play morbid curiosity with death i would ask death all these questions that yes. we just asked I'd ask (laughs) Death's opinion on embalming. (laughs) And what is the most surprising thing that Death has seen at a funeral? I bet there's some good ones. Does Death, was Death cremated and they're like an entity, like a soul? Yeah, was Death ever living? Or are they like a real, are they like a living thing? We're getting really intense with this. Death, call us, please. (laughs) We need to... I'll buy you a cup of coffee. These are some in-depth or tea for death. I would ask death what their favorite cocktail is. That's a good one. If they drink. Ooh, what their favorite true crime story is. Ooh. I would ask death the, I would ask death who killed the Black Dahlia. I would ask death who killed John JonBenet Ramsey. You think death would know? Mm-hmm. I would ask <laughs> death all of the cold cases that I want answered. I'm just thinking about that now. Death had to be there. Would death know though? Would death get there after the fact? Yeah. Does de- I don't. Does death watch over? Like, does death like wait for it? Does death know that they're going to die and he's just waiting and he's watching the entire thing play out? In Sandman, that's kind of how it goes. It's actually it's a really beautiful it's a really beautiful comic like that part of the comic and it's a really beautiful episode where like you see death like arriving to people who are like going to die and kind of like 
it's a like I said, it's a badass goth chick or like rocker chick, and she she like sits with them like before they go, and so it's like she's like the last person they see and like guides them on their way to the afterlife, and so. If that's true, death would know what happened to them before they died. That's kind of, if you ever watch Supernatural, that's kind of like the same thing. Like the Grim Reaper, she she's like there and like she's there to guide you yeah. into the afterlife and she knows everything. Mm-hmm. All right. So that I would ask death about Black Dahlia, JonBenet Ramsey. So some of our listeners had good questions. Like you, one of them said, would you like some tea or coffee? Ooh. And how do you take it? One said, how did you die? <laughs> Love it. Another said, am I going to suffer when I die? Like you said. Another said, where are we going? And then the last one here, what is the most interesting way that you ever saw someone die? Interesting how? Because that could go a lot of ways. Oh my god. Depends on death's opinion of what interesting is. Mm-hmm. So for our final question... We have, on an altar to the dead, what offering could be made to you to entice you to visit? And how would you make your presence known? Okay, I think that if anybody were to bring an iced coffee, pink Moscato, or a vodka lemonade, or a corgi, that would entice me so much. I was going to say corgi. <laughs> a corgi would really I was really going to say, I was like, I come. would bring a corgi. <laughs> Just comes bursting through the afterlife. <laughs> Corgi where? <laughs> yeah, that's pro- that's pretty much me in a nutshell. How would you make your presence known once all those offers are made? Uh, maybe. I think I would like shake the table. Or or I would do like the magic trick where the tablecloth, you pull it off and everything on the table stays. Nice. Just like whip that <laughs> off. So the, <laughs> the vodka lemonade, pink Moscato, iced coffee, and the corgi would all still be on the table. <laughs> You just yeah. So that also has to be part of the offering. They have to have a tablecloth on the altar so that you can do your thing. Yes, it's a magic trick. I love it. I what offering could be made to me to entice me? Well, now you got me thinking about beverages. I don't know why I went the whole beverage route, but that's like no. It's I had no idea. Um, I would love. Uh, my favorite cocktail is an old fashioned, particularly my dad's old fashioned. My dad makes the best old fashions. Costa can attest to this, so it would have to be very specifically my dad's recipe of an old fashioned. Now you got me thinking of like fun animals. Targaryen. I know. I was gonna say like a lizard or some kind of reptile. I love reptiles and amphibians. So I mean, I love all animals. <laughs> Just like a snake in an old fashioned, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds very Slytherin of you. <laughs> I know, and I'm not even a Slytherin. <laughs> I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm just an emo Hufflepuff. Wait, really? Me too. Really? Do you see I have a little Hufflepuff banner for my friend Danielle back here? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That tracks. <laughs> uh, so I asked Dom this question, and he told me that he, I could share his answer. So he said that if you were to offer chicken parm, he would come running, and he would make his presence known that every time the wind blows, there's a whisper of go birds. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Oh, I didn't say how I'd make my presence known. I'd say it's Britney, bitch. No, it's not. It's me. Surprise, bitch. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you saw the last of me. <laughs> Just quote Emma Roberts from American Horror Story. Oh, my God. I love Dom's answer, though. It's so, like, poetic. Go birds. <laughs> go birds. Like the whoosh, go birds. I loved our listeners' answers to the to this question too. Uh, so one of them said that they would 
flicker the lights if coffee was offered. Oh, I would I would come for coffee too. Yeah, that's they would their loved ones would know that it's them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another one said chocolate. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, and she'd slam the doors and throw objects to scare it <laughs> to scare everyone. And then it's like the tongue out emoji. I love it. Uh, another one said a glass of red wine and a cat. The cat would drink the wine. Aww. I love cats too. Oh, I love dogs. I love I animals. Know. Any animal would get me to show up. Another one said a really good book are Legos. The pages would be turning or the Lego set would be built. Aw, that's cute. That's cool. Like someone leaves the Lego set and they go to bed and they come back in the morning and it's all built. That's cute. That could also turn into a really good scary movie. I could. These are some good answers, guys. I love that. I would also be, I'm sorry, I keep adding to it. Everybody keeps giving me ideas. I love any kind of candy that is minty. So if you put some Junior Mints out, it's my favorite movie snack. Every time I go to the movie theater, I get Junior Mints. Give me some Junior Mints. Busting through there. Ooh, peanut butter patty Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah. My favorite. I think we're just hungry. (laughs) We're just listing food. (laughs) Make us happy. (laughs) I also do love gummy bears. Oh, if you were to put gummy bears in a corgi, oh my god, that yeah. All right, so that's kind of it for this episode. We loved hearing from you guys, and we hope that you enjoyed hearing your answers from us and hearing our answers throughout this entire episode. So thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Morgue. If you enjoy our podcast and want to learn more about forensics, keep on listening. You can find us on Instagram at Inside the Morgue Pod and DM us with any episode suggestions you may have. We'll be back next week for a brand new dissection. Bye!